0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am your boy, Stevie Jobber.
1: And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke.
0: And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobber's podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time, man. How are we doing, man?
1: Uh, uh, truthfully, we're doing okay. I mean, this wasn't, the, this wasn't the greatest week for wrestling, but it wasn't the worst. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of a good thing, considering the past couple weeks that have happened. Aside from last week, you know, the last couple weeks before, that ain't been the greatest. But there was some good stuff that happened, some exciting stuff. And I'm ready to dive into it and break everything down and see what you think.
0: Yeah, man. Well, let's start with the wrestler of the pod, as always, traditionally. Uh, Man, we're getting very close to 50. We're going to have to do something about that
1: yeah we, we might have to we might have to get in the into the laboratory and discuss some madness for for our 50th wrestler of the pod
0: absolutely man but the wrestler of the pod for this podcast today is um pretty established uh he's from Alberta Canada okay which should ring a bell for some people um he's also trained by TJ uh, Natty's husband, not the bad TJ. Okay. Yeah, trained by TJ Wilson. Wilson. I don't want to say Wilson. Uh, trained by TJ Wilson, one of the famous uh, legendary heart family connections, which means uh, trained by TJ in Canada, from Canada. You've already pretty much paved the way for yourself. His name is Michael Blais, at least I think that's how it's pronounced in French. Um, mm-hmm. he's nicknamed God's Gift to Wrestling. Mm. yeah, yeah, Not a bad name. No. Uh, I believe he's also gone under Boy Wonder. <laughs>
2: nah.
0: um, if you're reading him on Cage Match, uh, the data, the database for wrestlers, <laughs> one of his signature moves is called the Toasted Bagel.
1: The Toasted Bagel? The Toasted Bagel.
0: Um, you might also know him as Chucky Blaze, um, but his accomplishments are all over the place, uh, mostly in Canada, some Britain. Um, He's been PWA Canadian Tag Team Champion, uh, PWA Champion twice, uh, PWA Canadian Tag Team Champion, PWA Cruiserweight Champion, <laughs> it's 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 uh it's a stacked list um yeah. he's also been a canadian grand slam champion um and a canadian tag team champion at h i w oh and here's a good one he's been stampede british commonwealth mid heavyweight champion as well okay so he's very decorated uh i believe he's just waiting. I don't know if he's staying in Canada until um, he finds a good opening in another promotion, but uh, he could just be biding his time, gaining his stripes before he comes to the States. That is possible. He's uh, a very good name. I noticed him first on Twitter. Uh, I was not Twitter. I on Instagram. Just searching the pro wrestler hashtag. And I saw one of his promos. Without seeing any of his entering work, I really loved his promos first. So I was like, "Oh, this is a good guy to follow." Um, yeah. And then to find out he's trained by TJ Wilson, you almost don't even have to check if he can wrestle. It's almost a guarantee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because
1: TJ um, does some TJ does do good stuff with the people that he trains. I mean, yeah. He he, he worked with Eva a little bit, and so she so and so she came back for the second run. So I mean, I guess they saw she improved enough that they give her a shot. So, I mean, it's a good yeah. thing that he's trained by TJ.
0: Yeah, man. That's a good way to start, man. That's a good way to start shoot. Um, he's, he was really a, a workhorse and a hidden talent before all of his injuries took him out of the ring. But TJ was very skilled in there, man.
1: Yeah, definitely. Without question.
0: Um, so moving on from TJ uh, and one more time for michael blade a wrestler of the pod um who we should be having more stuff on in the future without spilling too many beans um but go check him out if you haven't a uh, great canadian wrestler trained by another great canadian wrestler
1: yeah absolutely um before we jump into anything i just want to throw a quick out a quick uh congratulations out there um As you guys see, as of late, a lot more WWE female talent and female talent and other promotions are starting to pull double duty in the sense of that they're able to start their own families now while still being employed by the company. Mm -hmm. You see it with Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, uh, and another person just recently gave birth. So we just wanted to throw a quick congratulations out there to Lacey Evans. She just welcomed in a new baby girl into the world. So just a quick shout out to her, congratulations. Wish her nothing but the best happiness and health for the little one and the family and all that good jazz. Yes, sir. Um, Now, the next thing we're gonna jump into is, I'm gonna throw you a little swerve because you were expecting to go one, then two, then three. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna just lump them together real quick because we can talk about them all at once now that i'm looking at it a lot of new people are gonna be popping up i know we just talked about uh the iconics form or the iconics jumping over to impact
0: yes they're gonna be inspiration now
1: yep and they didn't stop there with the new uh, additions so masha slamovich recently just signed with them and now she's going to be officially a member of Impact Wrestling. Also, you got Minoru Suzuki who's going to be popping up on Impact Wrestling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And in another company, Buddy Buddy Matthews, formerly known as Buddy Murphy, has officially signed with New Japan. Mm-hmm. So with those three signings right there, I wanted oh, to get your opinion. And in... And- uh, a
0: little bit smaller. Well, are we going to MLW later?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're going to get the MLW.
0: I, I, I'll wait till we get to that then. Um, yeah. But speaking on the new signings, uh, yeah, Buddy Matthews team, yeah. heading to New Japan. Awesome. Um, I feel like him and Will Ospreay can do a hell of a lot. Um, and the way Buddy is built might actually make him a more intimidating threat for somebody like Osprey too. I feel like he can do amazing things with Okada. Um, I feel like he can do um some amazing things with um who am I thinking of? Um Itachi.
1: Probably. I, I think, think that's who, who, I think that I think that's who you're thinking about.
0: Um the leader of chaos. Um I think he can do a lot of things with a lot of people, I and mean, I'd love to see him and Jeff Cobb mix it up uh this is just a lot of potential i think it'll be a minute before he gets the switchblade but a lot of potential
1: say, there i was gonna say honestly i want to see him because i know he's bouncing back and forth right now mm-hmm. but i want to i want to see him mix it up with bone soldier mm. yeah. i want to see him and bone soldier and then if they happen to send chris bay over there i want to see him and chris bay go yeah. at it too
0: Yeah, man. Like, I I love his... I hope he keeps the secret no more thing Mm -hmm. um, that he's going with right now because I I always think about that when I think about Buddy Murphy and how in New Japan, not in New Japan, in uh, WWE's attempted Cruiserweight revival um, on 205 Live, he came back as the the best kept secret. And he proved every bit of it when he was out there for that bit of time when people cared about 205 live. Um he was a he was a force out there, man. And he was a he was mm-hmm. a reckoning. He can move so fast. He had so many different styles. He was, he was, he was the best kept secret. Yeah. Um, so I think if he can ride that character into New Japan, man, there's no, there's no telling what he can accomplish. Um I like Minoru Suzuki going everywhere now in the States. Um, that's pretty yeah. cool. I've been yeah, seeing that was, him.
1: That was kind of a surprise for me to see him that he was going to pop up on impact.
0: Yeah. They were doing a lot of stuff with the new Japan on AEW, but Suzuki seems like he like really enjoyed being in the States and now he's just mm-hmm. everywhere.
1: Yeah, he mm-hmm. he's just he's just sampling every platter he's like okay here's a w mm-hmm. now let's go try impact who knows next i might go try to reach out to mlw like he's he's just sampling everything on the buffet table
0: mm-hmm. he's been heavy on gcw too um so great to see that masha getting her contract from gail kim herself oh mm-hmm. man. It 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 filled my heart with joy, man. One day, didn't we
1: didn't we just talk about how awesome it was that last year she really wasn't known in the States and now right. lo and behold she actually gets a contract?
0: Like absolutely amazing, man. Like I'm so glad we made her first wrestler of the pod because it shows, if nothing else, how consistently we can pick talent. <laughs>
1: i'm not gonna say we spoke this into existence but uh we might have spoke this into existence but i mean
0: we we did call this like before she even, even got to the top states. 100 in pwy women's 100
1: yeah we we talked about this before she was even in the states on a consistent basis
0: yeah man and she has been blowing he's been blowing it out of the park every single time uh it is so amazing dude so amazing um, is that everybody we got right now? Masha, Minoru, Buddy
1: Matthews? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, I think I was most excited for Buddy Murphy going to New mm-hmm. Japan because not a lot of people have jumped to New Japan lately. For some reason, maybe it's the tribal restrictions of being overseas. Maybe it's, you know, just the fact that it's a completely different time zone than you're used to, but I think it was a pretty cool move. And then Minoru and Sasha you know that's pretty dope that they got signed to I'm really happy for Sasha Mm -hmm. but the Buddy Murphy thing kind of was just slightly better for me because it's a move that not a lot of people have done they have before but in the last year or so it's a move that not a lot of people have done Mm
0: -hmm. and he's taking bookings everywhere he's
1: New Mm -hmm. Japan
0: strong he's uh he's AEW he's GCW man impact now is gonna be everywhere yeah. Very exciting.
1: Uh, so now we're going to jump right into MLW. And before we get into what we probably consider the big the big news, I just want to mm-hmm. touch on something real quick. Uh, Alexander Hammerstone, for those of you who don't know, just recently became a double champ, beat Jacob Fatu, became the heavyweight champ. And he was the open weight champ. Mm-hmm. The, key, the key word in that being was, because after holding the open weight title for nearly two years and being their only open weight champion since they brought that title into existence, he relinquished the open weight title to give other talent a shot. Mm-hmm. And he said that's what he wanted to do as the champion. He accomplished that as the champion so now he just relinquished it to focus on the heavyweight title and let other talent vie for a chance to be a champion mm. uh i'm with that i mean it's kind of weird when you see somebody hold a title for well over a year damn near two years but I think he hit the nail on the head. It gives everybody and it gives everybody a shot because then you got people like filthy Tom Lawler. You got people like Myron Reed, Jordan Oliver, uh, Davey Richards, a certain somebody else that we're going to talk about in a little bit can vie for it. If he wants to, Mm -hmm. you got all these great people over there. And, you know, when you're a double champ, you're kind of holding up, holding up the line a little bit. So this is pretty dope. I'm with it. I want to see. Who else gets a chance to be, you know, a, a torch carrier for MLW? Because they've been doing a lot of great stuff as of late. So, who knows? Maybe they can create another great champion like they did with Fatu and Hammerstone.
0: Um, well, it makes sense from a booking decision. I feel like you can't have the top guy who is undefeated and beat the other undefeated top guy hold... Two belts and carry two divisions, and expect to look beatable. Um, so great decision to have it relinquished, um, and it puts up a new perspective on who the open weight champ, the new open weight champ, might be, uh, mm-hmm. and what he looks like. It takes away a lot of the characteristic of the position to have it vacant. So yeah, it doesn't seem like it's a certain class of people that can win it. Now it seems like it could be anybody.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I yeah, basically, like I said, uh, you know, for the last year and a half, almost two years, it's been this, you know, big muscular giant of a dude. And now as the open weight champion, it can literally be anybody. You can get one of the smaller guys. You can get Myron Lawler. You can get one of those type dudes to come in and actually put on high quality. You know, they can do the flips and then they can also wrestle technically. It doesn't have to be like a powerhouse type of thing all the time. Exactly. So, I mean, um, it's, a good, it's a good move.
0: My option? Maybe give it the filthy time.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of figured you were going to say that.
0: Um, Just because... Uh, It's a good heel. Hammerstone's the face. The face, like, you know, full face of the company champion. Have a bad guy at your your, uh, secondary title. And what better bad guy or uh, stone-cold dynamic type than Filthy Tom? Um, Unless they're going to consistently keep bringing um, my guy Bobby Fish back. If they oh, keep damn. Bobby Fish, then yeah, I, I would I would rather go to Bobby Fish. But
1: damn, yeah, I forgot about Bobby Fish.
0: Yeah, but Bobby Bobby just seeing Bobby live, he can really challenge for any title he wants to. Yeah, because um, he could classify as middleweight.
1: Yeah, because Bobby can go, and we just seen that when he fought Sammy. Mm-hmm. They put on a hell of a match.
0: Mm-hmm. I seen him and uh, Lee Moriarty go at it before they went at it on AEW, and they ended up signing. Lee Moriarty, I think because of that um, experience, him and mm-hmm. there with Bobby Fish is magical. They play off each other's styles really well and make each other look really good. So um, yep. I feel like Bobby Fish would be great and he could help elevate talent um, while holding the title until they choose like who's the future of that division and then he can easily turn it over.
1: I feel like lie. there's a lot there. Like, not, not to get off topic real quick, but because you were just talking about how he can go, like, you you watch him live and he can really go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One of these days, we're going to have to do a special edition where we talk about people that we've seen perform live that don't get enough credit as they should.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, we've we, been to a lot of events.
1: We, we're going to have to put that in a tuck and talk about yeah. that one of these days.
0: Yeah. You know who does uh, live up to the hype? Who's that um fucking the Leparkas and um Tajiri <laughs> <laughs> even this old like he's
1: all right well, we're at a, we're at one on the on the flip off counter he's just everything
0: you want him to be and more like we're seeing, at,
1: we're at one seeing
0: Seeing him in person before you see him wrestle is an experience, because you're like this guy looks like it's like it's like the it's like seeing an old Jackie Chan movie.
1: After you just want me to just met Jackie Chan.
0: You just it's want like, me to
1: log off and kick your ass, don't you? It's
0: like you wouldn't even recognize him. Like he's like this is Tajiri, and then you see him come out, and it's like that's fucking to jerry like it's di- it's different it's like a, he turns into a whole different person it's amazing um but moving on. <laughs> moving on all
1: right now we're at two um
0: uh, let's close out the mlw news
1: yeah uh this i know got you excited because this is somebody you've you've been hype on for a minute now will osprey is going to be making his way into mlw Surprising, yes. Exciting, even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to let you take the reins on that because I know that's something that you're particularly fond of seeing. So I'll, I'll let you take the reins on that one.
0: So this is the thing, right? So one, this is really big news because Will Osprey is coming to the States. Mm-hmm. Two, this is big news, is because he's coming to MLW. Now, why would New Japan's star, the ace, Will Osprey, come to the States and hit MLW first? Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh before new japan strong because new japan strong is is there um i guess the like real north american new japan that they're going to be running
1: yeah that's in uh that's in cali if i'm not mistaken right
0: yeah so new japan strong who's they're touring though because they're they're going to be in philly um next month
1: okay no but i'm but i mean like no it's the my bad it's the dojo that's in california
0: oh the dojo yeah yeah the dojo's in california um so he didn't go to new japan strong first he came to mlw very interesting very interesting because just last year the mlw heavyweight title was considered officially one of the main world titles in wrestling
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So now it's up there with NWA. It's up there with WWE. It's up there with, um, AEW's like and and quality and what it means to win, um, that title. Yeah. So, and the person at the time holding it, Jacob Fatu, um, who's now Alex Hammerstone, um, has just lost. So so the leader at the time. When MLW was considered an unofficial title, was Jacob Fatu who just lost the Hammerstone. Mm-hmm. Um, so he loses the Hammerstone, and then Will Osprey comes. Yeah. Now I have one or two theories. The one theory is that they could possibly be swapping out star for star, so that Osprey is swapped out, so that. Fatou can now leave. Or or mm. Fatou is happy where he's at in MLW and doesn't want to leave because he wants to raise the company on his back. So what they've done is they've brought in Will Osprey to elevate what being at MLW means. And Fatou going at it with Osprey will put MLW on the map essentially and raise them to as high as quality as everyone
1: else. I'm probably, I'm probably gonna go with the second option on that. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, I'm, I don't really think it's too much of the first one. I think the second one seems to be a little bit more, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say, I don't want to say believable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I guess, I guess like more logical.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I, I guess, it, I guess if you say it's like more logical, that would be, that would probably be the better way to say it, but yeah, it sounds more logical.
0: Yeah, because it it makes me think because um, of how much I was into Jacob Fatu and um, just the Anoa'i family. Period. Mm-hmm. Because it, it it's borderline because um he hangs with Roman and the Usos, like the Samoan cousins of that generation are very close. Um, even, even uh, Tongaloa. So uh-huh. them being that close and happy for each other would make it seem like maybe Fatu wants to leave and meet up with, with some of his cousins somewhere. So that's a th- there's a reason for that theory and the fact that Rakishi said in the interview how like he really wants Fatu to take that next step. So from one side, I could see how it could be a vehicle for him to leave, but on the other side, which is really why I agree with you more, um, that the theory could be that he wants to elevate MLW and be like the heart of it. Um, so he's inviting talent to come over, like to mix it up with him and really put MLW up higher in the percentage, especially since now they might be getting into a vice TV deal. Um, I could see it because of um, the fact that he has been there so long and has been undefeated. Mm -hmm. And I could also see it because uh, we just discussed the article a couple of days ago about how he said that, you know, he had just hung with the Usos and everybody's happy with each other, but he's perfectly fine being the head of the table on that side of the table.
1: Yeah, being the head of the other side of the table.
0: Mm-hmm. So, even though the bloodline thing could be um, intriguing, I think he's on a road to establish his own worth, um, representing the bloodline on the Indies.
1: Yeah, like he he essentially wants to be. He doesn't want to completely ignore the bloodline. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you can't come outright and say the bloodline because I'm pretty sure WWE has that patent or whatnot. Yeah. But people know. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, you know the, you know the NOI family. You know the Fatu family. Like, you know, you know the whole Samoan bloodline. So for him to be like, you know, he's the head of the other side of the table, you know, you know what he's trying to say. Every, every wrestling fan knows what he means. And honestly, he is. He is the head of the other side of the table. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So I think I really, I feel like he's definitely, I feel like he's definitely content with just taking MLW and making MLW the best show it can be because essentially it's, I mean, I don't really want to say it's his baby because there's a lot of great talent there, but Mm -hmm. it's his baby.
0: Um, yeah, man, like at this point in M.O.W.'s history, like they've had any and everybody come there, but it's never really been considered with all the other top establishments, even though they've been around since Jerry the King Lawler, since Jerry Lynn. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been around that long. And they'll remind you, like even when Sanjay Dutt, when he stopped before he was spiritual. When he was
1: there, The I was going to say when he was there the first time.
0: Yeah, when he was there the first time, before he had developed his guru gimmick, he was, uh, he was the uh, the player from the Himalayas. Like... <laughs> I
1: forgot all about that damn gimmick.
0: <laughs> Hilarious gimmick. Um, so they'll they'll and they'll run reruns of their really old stuff. Um, they've been around for forever, but they just now became somebody to really pay attention to in this year. And it's been all under um, really the uh, Jacob Fatu's leadership. So I feel like in that way, Jacob might want to be like, well, listen, this place has never been more important than it is right now. I'm giving the title up after being an undefeated champion, after making top 25 on the PWI 500 after establishing the title as a legitimate title, why don't I become the ambassador and we'll get talent from everywhere to come mix it up with me?
1: Which there is some validity to because like, let, let's say I'm a talent right now and I have my, I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before and I have my pick of the companies of where I want to go. I'm pretty sure I said this before, but I'm not taking the WWE offer right away probably not taking it at all. I'm probably not touching the AEW offer right away. I'm probably jumping the MLW. And I, I'm pretty sure I said that a few pods ago and I still stand by that today. Matter of fact, I'm going to, I'm going to have to do some research on that. Cause I'm pretty damn certain I said that, but I would I take I the ML, so. I would take the MLW contract just like you said, because Jacob Fatu is doing so many great things over there, and the company has probably been the best it's been in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And, it, and a big part of that is because of Jacob Fatu and you know all the other talent that they have as well that we just previously discussed, but Fatu is a big part of that. Yeah, man. So it's like Roman right now with WWE. WWE doesn't have that many great things going but the best thing it does have going for it is Roman Reigns.
0: Yeah, and not for nothing, not not to discredit the G.O.D., but um, if Jacob does this right, and he becomes kind of the, um, in prophetic terms, the, like, A.J. Styles of MLW, um, he makes himself valid in this market, that means uh-huh. he won't just be doing MLW. He'll be doing AEW. He'll be doing. Um, yeah. Probably I don't know if he'll get into New Japan. Um, yeah, but, I, I, but he'll I be know doing exactly. Impact. He'll be doing AEW. He'll be internationally, kind of the head of the table for some. Yeah. He'll be the samoan figurehead for the Anoa'i family on the Independence on the
1: Indies. yeah. and. In- and there's so many great uh, promotions he could pop up. in. like you said, he could pop in an AEW. Because mm-hmm. I would love to see him mix it up with, you know, Lance Archer, some of the people they have in AEW. Mm-hmm. He could pop up in Ring of Honor. I'd love to see. I would love, love, love to see him mix it up with Jay Lethal and Jonathan Grisham.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, there's
1: so, so many people.
0: So you think about it in that way. And it's like, well, I, don't, I guess I don't really want him to leave MLW in that way if that's the way the route that he's planning because yeah. the 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 chance to do that and then the opportunities that could come out of that like you could get to a place booking wise where you could have him and the god just running rampant on whatever promotion they feel like. Ooh um, and Ooh. and shit if, if they want they can create their own Samoan dynasty. It can be uh, Fatu, the GOD, and they can pick up. Um, who's the guy? I just, I just, Jason Momoa. Not Jason Momoa. Why did I just say Jason Momoa? Um, <laughs> Sifa? You know why? You know why? No, Sifa's in the next now I'm thinking of a different kid. I'm thinking of, um, do you remember the old dude that was part of the Samoan family? Not old, but the young dude that was part of the Samoan family that had like the cutoff shorts. To where it would be like um, shorts, and then he would have like the Hawaiian style at the bottom where it was cut off.
1: In WWE,
0: yeah, he was in WWE, and he was on an episode of AEW Dark for a minute too. Um, damn, I can't remember his name. I feel like it starts with a J and an M, but I can't remember what the actual. Wait, was he?
1: On, was he on? Um, he wasn't in WWE recently though.
0: No, he had been let go.
1: Oh, the guy with Legacy. Um, was he was he the guy with Legacy?
0: No, no, he was in NXT. He was in NXT. I don't think the guy from Legacy was in NXT. I know who you're talking about, though, but that's I don't think that's him. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm talking about Manu. That's who I'm talking about.
0: Manu, yeah, you're talking about Manu. Oh, my God. I can't remember this guy.
1: We can't remember that guy, but we remember fucking Manu.
0: Yeah, and it was so bad. It was so long ago that he was on AEW Dark. I couldn't even tell you what his name was, but I know it. I know it started with an M. We're gonna we're gonna move on, but I'm gonna figure it out.
1: Mana. Uh, mana. Mana was it? Mana? No. Was it? I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna figure
0: it out. Yeah, we're gonna figure it out, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that um but it's not mine uh
1: so i guess that's everything for mlw um so let's jump into aew i'm not gonna lie bro this thing kind of has me a little confused this uh inner circle versus team ufc thing Mm -hmm. i tried to give it you know The benefit of doubt I tried to you know let it grow on me and you know how much of a UFC fan I am it's not really there for me I don't know what it is maybe it's uh maybe it's Dan Lambert whatever the hell his name is or maybe it's just the fact that MMA guys aren't really or I should say the new age MMA guys aren't really the greatest when it comes to wrestling, but it's just not for me. Cause I just, it's not really viable. It's not entertaining enough. It's, I don't know what it is. It's just, it doesn't, it hasn't grown on me.
0: Um, I can't put my finger on it exactly, but I 100% agree. Um, I wish I knew what it was that wasn't working. But
1: I mean it's Sean Maluda.
0: Sorry. It's Sean Maluda.
1: <laughs> he he figured it out.
0: <laughs> I figured it out. It's Sean Maluda from the Cruiserweight Classic. He was on NXT. Um, he's on the, I think he might be on the, he's on, he's a nephew of Afa. Okay. Um, but yeah, they could grab it could be. Jacob Fatu, G-O-D, and they could grab Sean Maluta to make their own like bloodline outside of it. Um, but anyway, back to what we were saying. I can't put my finger on what it was, but I, it, maybe it was the way Dan Lambert talked. Um, but it, it, I, I don't know. Maybe it was I've, the fact that Paige Van Zandt didn't do anything but take selfies. Like I feel like the they ruined the intimidation factor of mm-hmm. American top team,
1: yeah. yeah. And credit to Jericho because Jericho is trying his ass off. It's just yeah. not really. It's just not really clicking.
0: Because here's the thing: like they got to figure it out. Like I, I would love to. I don't know. They just. I don't know what they've done with the writing, but they they took away the intimidation factor of what it's supposed to look like. And it's weird because I feel like it's such an easy story. There's no reason for us not to be interested, but for whatever reason they've taken away, like this, this kind of thing really writes itself. It's so easy. And yet it it just doesn't. I was going to say,
1: maybe it's just a couple of, maybe it's a bunch of contributing factors. Maybe it's the writing. Maybe it's the fact that it's something that they're not used to doing. Maybe it's the fact that when you think of MMA guys, you think of people like Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, Brock Lesnar, Ken Shamrock, you think of these big old guys. And they have one heavyweight and a bunch of, I guess like welterweights and lightweights. Like the biggest guy is Junior Dos Santos, who's -hmm. a heavyweight. Mm -hmm. And then you have, uh, Monster doll who's a welterweight who only weighs like 175 pounds soaking wet, and then mm-hmm. you have Paige Van Zant, who's like five foot nothing, and then you got her boyfriend, who's like five foot two, but he's a he's a lighter guy as well, and then Scorpio Sky, and that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. With you Page, and then,
1: I mean, and then you then you look at. The AEW side, you got Jericho, who's uh over 200 pounds. You got Hager, who's about like two, I want to say 240. And does MMA. And actually does MMA and is relatively good at MMA. In fact, yeah, yeah he's still from, undefeated, I think. I was gonna say, aside from Junior Dos Santos, he might be the best MMA guy in the whole <laughs> damn feud. <laughs> mm.
2: Yeah, so,
1: so, consider, so... Consider what happened to Masvidal in his last two fights. Yeah. We'll,
0: we'll see. We'll, I see it this way, right? So, um, the size is, is is relatively okay when you consider Sammy Guevara and the Pride and the Powerful. Um, Hager, very intimidating. Jericho, intimidating, but lesser so.
1: Intimidating-ish.
0: Um, intimidating-ish. Hager really is the monster of the group. Um, he's their hawk, essentially. Um, the other two are just crazy. Um, and the other two are egotistical, um, which is not as intimidating. I feel like really this, I like this really should write itself. Like arrogant heels, um, against other arrogant heels, but the other arrogant heels, like really beat motherfuckers up. Like, I feel like it writes itself. So... (laughs) So the difficulty has to be in the delivery because even though like the guys you named are small, including Paige Van Zandt, who I still don't get, I don't know, like, <laughs> she's there. yeah. And, and, and I would be okay with her being there if it wasn't for the fact that they made her unintimidating. And I think that's the big thing. Like the big missing piece of this is no one's intimidated. Like, I it mean, would be if, different because, and it's not because of the size, really, because I feel like, and the way that Floyd Mayweather was still intimidating fighting the Big Show, yeah, this should still look intimidating in some form or fashion. Because at the end of the day, the dynamic you're trying to work on is that these motherfuckers really do this. Like, they will really hurt you. So if you have them come out in a, in a in a dynamic that doesn't, that feels more like I came to whip somebody's ass mm-hmm. and you had them dressed like that and you had them like act like that, like, I don't want cocky. I want straight.
1: Ass like, kicking.
0: Yeah, I want ass kicking. I want everyone to come out looking like Ronda Rousey pissed off.
1: I'm not going to lie. You know what I would do just to like help it a little bit? if you're going to have Paige Van Zant there and you're going to have her get her two cents in and, you know, start swinging on people and whatnot, have it be like to where everybody on the inner circle is like, well, as much of a bitch as you are, we can't hit a woman. So now we decided we're going to level the playing field. And you find somebody on your roster who's close enough Into you know, a mixed martial arts background who can combat that and actually, I don't want to say actually go toe-to-toe with Paige Van Zandt, but could actually, you know, do some MMA stuff with her a little bit or some actual wrestling with her.
0: I would look on the market and pick up Marina Shafir.
1: Honestly, you don't have to do
0: that. But you could also look up the market and pick up like Zeta Zhang, who's lesser known.
1: I was going to say you have a person on your roster right now who actually does a form of MMA that you could put into the inner circle for a little bit and actually give her some spotlight? Who's that? Ty Conti. She
0: did do mixed martial arts and judo.
1: She's yeah. I was gonna say she's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Oh, right. So because yeah,
0: she used to come out holding the belt.
1: Yeah, I was gonna right.
0: say you Thai did do judo. I'm um, jujitsu.
1: Um, it, 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 it might it might be judo. It's one or the other, but I think it's jujitsu. But you could bring her in, and have her go at it with Paige Van Zant. Because then you I have you're right.
0: I think it was Brazilian Brazilian jujitsu. Because because
1: then beautiful. you got the inner circle going after each other, and then you have the two you have the two beautiful badasses just going at each other. Mm.
0: I feel like that's a great idea. But I also feel like if they just if they just presented it, see cuz the the funny thing is like I'm not totally upset with the way that um Lambert was doing his promos. Yeah. I'm not totally upset. Or like I wouldn't be it, it's it's more annoying because it's less intimidating. Yeah. And the names he had came out with were cool. Like, there was always, oh, that MMA guy, that MMA girl, whatever, whatever. Um, But they were all just like smiling in jackets. And like, had everyone, look, had they came in there fucking like Cobra Kai or some shit? Like, like, <laughs> like they, if they came in there like straight face, like arms folded, like Nation of Domination style and shit. And then Dan Lambert cut those promos. I would, I would feel a lot better about this.
1: Yeah, I mean, if
0: Paige, like I said, if Paige Van Zant came out and instead of taking selfies, like she was the one to strike first, I would yeah, like, feel better like, about this. Like get the
1: damn, cell phone now.
0: Like I would feel better about it if I felt like y'all didn't look like y'all was just happy to be here.
1: Yeah, that's like I said. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's weird for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving on from that, I was, I was going to say, moving on from that, uh, I, I hear your boy has a new tag team partner. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
0: So my man, the man of the hour, every hour, on the hour, LBO Leah, is looking to elevate, make an investment, and make money with a uh, young Dante Martin. And the thing he had to do to get him there um, and get in that circle was really take out Matt Sidell, who was Dante's partner at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so Matt Sidell coming in very skeptical of their relationship have presented that LBO Leo may not have been doing anything at the time. Leo responded that if there's anybody in this circle that's not showing their worth, it's you. So why don't I book you a match with CM Punk? Because he has that ability, because he's the man of the hour. Um, he booked CM Punk versus Matt Sidal, which Matt lost. Um, And then Dwayne Martin decided, not Dwayne, uh, Dante Martin decided he was going to go and challenge CM Punk as well. instead of doing it Leo's way, he he fought CM Punk on Rampage and lost. So Leo made the grand announcement that he's going to push Dante Martin to the next level and be his new tag team partner. So now we have Dwayne Martin uh, why I keep saying Dwayne Martin it's because it's an actor that's why I keep saying that um, yeah. Dwayne Martin's new tag team partner is Leo Rush uh, and I'm excited about it because I feel like Leo's whole gimmick now is basically um, a salesman or uh, an investor He's I, a I was going
1: to say guy? I was going to say is it, it, it kind of like his old gimmick with Lashley
0: yeah but now it's like um, he's like he's like uh, damn I can't even he, well he's like an investor he's like a he's like how do I how do I word this he's um, he's he almost an, a cheat I was gonna
1: for say, a career
0: like <laughs> I
1: was gonna say is he just an advocate
0: he's in a he, yes and in some ways he's he's just an advocate. Um, he's just somebody to get you to the next place. And I feel like that's a very good gimmick because
1: he's the advocate. That's going to get his hands dirty with you.
0: Exactly. He's the one willing to do the dirty work (laughs) he's (laughs) to get you to where you want to be. And I feel like that's an amazing gimmick because Leo doesn't need to be in the ring all the time. No, and you get to see his worth on the mic as a manager, mm-hmm. but you also it's you also get to see um his work in the ring, like ring work, but ring work aside, he's showing his worth and how important he is by making you important. And I love that. Mm-hmm.
1: And then it'll just be a matter of like him getting in the ring and doing dirty work when the time is right.
0: Exactly. So he'll
2: be
0: be like MVP, he'll be like him when he was with Lashley, but now, Mm -hmm. like, it's for hire. Now it's like the APA mixed with that character. Yeah. Like, I'll elevate you here, and I'll do what I need to do. I get to show, like, little bursts of how amazing I am Mm -hmm. um, while making you look good, thereby raising my stock So the next person can be like, I went in on this. It's like big money, Matt, but actually working.
1: (laughs) I was gonna say, (laughs) I was gonna say it's like big money, Matt only likable.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like a version that... um, It's big big money, money Matt, Matt just entertaining. Yeah, that's entertaining and makes sense. Like it holds value. Like if he can successfully do this like three times, he will Mm -hmm. be the man and managers in AEW. If he can yeah. take Dwayne Martin, Dante Martin, I keep fucking doing that. If, Dwayne if, Martin. If he can take Dante Martin to a TNT title <laughs> shot, if he can take Jungle Boy to being um, TNT champion or having a world title shot, if he can take like certain people that are just if behind he can take the scenes orange, and orange, if he can take
1: Orange Cassidy and make him credible.
0: Yes, <laughs> right. If he can take like Austin Gunn from the Guns if he can get him to ditch his brother and his dad and then become a champion, like he's Mm -hmm. shown his world, like he's one of the biggest names. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's like King Midas. And then he can elevate somebody to actually win the world title and then turn on and then be the biggest thing in wrestling.
1: And then be like, well, you only got there because of me. And I just had to show you that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. he can make the champion and the champion can start getting real cocky and big headed and you can turn mm-hmm. Leo face. Yeah. You can start pushing Leo around like he didn't make him the man he is. You can yeah. I mean we we can book this shit all day. We're amazing. But 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 the point is uh yeah Leo's gonna be Dante Mine's new tag team partner and uh I love the concept.
1: Yeah, so do I. That that's got me excited for sure. Um and then finally for AEW, we got, I guess they're going to be teasing this. I guess they're teasing it now because it's going to be a feud down the line. MJF and Sting. Um, so if, if you guys don't know, MJF basically, he cut a promo this week. He cut it on Sting, and then Sting came out and went to attack him and Wardlow, and he wound up just throwing Wardlow at him, and MJF ran as JR would stay like a scolded dog with a tail between his legs. Um, I'm excited to see Sting versus MJF, if that ever does happen. Like, I'm, I am 100% here for that. I am with that. And it sucks. It doesn't really suck, but when he had that match with Seth and we all thought, damn, this was his last match. He ain't coming back no more. Yeah. Now that he's back and he actually has the best heel going right now, and he has a chance to potentially have a match with him. Mm-hmm. I'm here for that 100%. I don't care what the cost is. That I want like put like I'll hit the buzzer over and over for that match to be a thing.
0: Um so missed opportunity with MJF not beating Chris Jericho.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Um because I feel like Building to this, it could have been an amazing like um legend killer like new legend killer thing that he could go for, yeah, um where like slowly he's just getting to these storylines where unintentionally he's facing huge old names and beating them mhm-. And then they could kind of play off of that. Um, But yeah, very excited about it. MJF, we've said it time and time again, is one of the absolute best heels. And um, Sting and a prepared place uh, would be very good against MJF. And I feel like they can do a lot of good stuff.
1: Damn, you actually just made a good point. And I've never thought about that. They really could have worked the whole Legend Killer thing with him. Like you mm-hmm. could have had, you could have had him go with Jericho, beat Jericho. You could have had, like, if you didn't want to put a title on him, you could have had him beat Jericho. Then you could have had him go for Sting. Then you could have had him beat Sting. Then you could have had him go, uh, Jake the Snake route, mm-hmm. beat up Jake. Then you could have had him go Arn Anderson. Uh, we and finished
0: then, with Arn. We finished. No, with No,
1: no, no. You could have had him go back to Arn. Okay. I would have I would have had him go back to Arn. Like I would have just sent him on a on a whole legends tour and just go after the legends all the way around.
0: Okay, because I would have said beat down Taz first. And then finish,
1: I, I, yeah, well, finish
0: with Arn because you finish Taz's with not of a badass.
1: I don't really know about that. But I, I mean know, I, I get what, I get what you're saying. I, I do get what you're saying.
0: The dynamic there could be um after he's gotten past Jericho, gotten past Sting, gotten past Jake the Snake, um, even killed Billy Gunn for the shits. Um
1: <laughs> okay, that I'm
0: with. <laughs> kill Billy Gunn for the shits. Um, and then you go after Taz, because remember, he's still the leader of the pinnacle. He's still got Tully Blanchard in the back there. So you could kill Taz, and then it could be like just him and it could just be Arn Anderson left and you could have it be Pinnacle versus the Rhodes family and he's like because he attacked Arn Anderson and like Tully told him to do it like yeah. <laughs> Tully said he's the only one left there can only be one this day's been coming for a long time yeah I I could see that and they could push that to an all out I feel like mm-hmm. that'd be a good all out match full circle back to him and cody yeah
1: um so i think that's everything for for the AEW side of things yeah so now the i guess the final thing would be wwe um just real quick i want i want to get your thoughts on this um what are your thoughts right now on the king of the ring and the queen's crown Like just the whole the whole tournament as it stands, like basically where everybody's at.
0: I'll comment on the men's stuff first, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, I think. Well, I think about the bracket. Um, I think they have been doing. Oh, how do I? How do I?
1: I was gonna say that. I was
0: gonna
1: say, did you need me to tell you what the brackets are?
0: Um I just don't want to I just don't wanna kill I just don't wanna kill them without making it making like the the listeners understand why I'm killing them. I don't want to simply be killing WWE anymore. <clears throat> I want it to be fact-based so that I, I have mean, a premise.
1: Um I, I was so, I was going to say, if it's bad, you won't be the only one because I was just listening to a podcast yesterday with Fetz, and Fetz discussed his displeasure with the tournament as a whole. Mm. So, I mean, I know we wouldn't be if, – if, I'm not saying you're you're saying it's bad or if it's good, but I'm just saying if you were to say it was bad, I know for a fact you wouldn't be the only one to say it was bad. Okay. Just, just my, my two cents right there.
0: So I'm going to start on the basis that, um, even though I know this isn't possible and by that, I mean, this is totally possible and they'll never do it. Um, I do still enjoy the tradition of King of the ring being one big pay-per-view or one big show. um, so very disappointed that they've stretched this out weeks. And it just I don't feel good about that. But but it's not like they haven't done it before. So I'm gonna leave that to the side. That being said, even though I don't agree with one of the um even though I don't agree with one of the starting first round matches, um, decision for Jinder Mahal to beat Cody to beat Kofi, Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that like they've been doing what they're supposed to do with the men's division for the King of the Ring. The problem is um, they're doing a complete 180 for the women. And it seems like they are really pushing who is gonna win rather than women's wrestling. Um, you yeah. can tell by the times of the matches. I think I was listening to Steve and Larson's Going in Raw podcast, and um, they tallied the numbers for the women's matches in total. And they said um, they're like, total match time is eight minutes.
1: Yeah, their matches have been relatively like short as hell.
0: Yeah. The men's matches have been doubling their times. Like
1: Yeah, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, didn't the Zelina match that they just had only last like 30 some odd seconds?
0: They've been 30 seconds, three minutes, five minutes.
1: I know the live match was was getting some shit because that match was really short too.
0: Yeah, they've all been short. They've all been short. Like, like the, I said, the com- if the combined number is eight, that means they would, like the men are doing like fifteen times the length. Uh, yeah, if the com- in combination.
2: if your combine, combined, combined, combined
1: time is, eight. is like eight, then the match they just had on SmackDown with Finn Balor and Sami Zayn was that match alone was yeah. over the time limit of the allotted women's matches combined.
0: Which is wild because they've been doing like they're clearly after two different things because the men's matches have been exactly what the King of the Ring is supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to be a display of talent for each participant. Yeah. Um, that And you know, they build it however they want to whatever, whoever they decide should win in the end is whoever they decide. But the vehicle is to make everyone in the qualifying matches look good. Uh Um, And then determine where you're going to go from there. The queen, the queen's crown has been totally different. They're clearly pushing one or two people they want to spotlight on. And they're just kind of um, breezing past the details like,
1: like, and and the one or two people that they're putting the spotlight on are people that most fans wouldn't want the spotlight to be on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm pretty sure nobody's excited for Zelina Vega to be in the finals.
0: Not at all. Which which is a discredit. Like this is it's, and a and it's, not a bad, it. it's
1: not a bad. It's not a bad thing about her. It's just there's people that we'd rather see there before there's people we'd rather see there before we see her there.
0: It, which is exactly the problem. Like, and, and, and also like, it wouldn't be that way had they, had they handled this exactly the way that they would have handled um, the King of the Ring. There uh-huh. would be so much less objection because people are outraged that Liv got eliminated in the first round um, which they should be. That's completely ridiculous. She was my shoe in to win or make it to the semifinals and lose to Shayna.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, But this is just nuts the way they're doing this because it, it what is it doing? You know what I mean? Like what is it do? Who is this for? This is clearly for whoever you pick to win, and it's not about yeah. the talent. Yeah, um, it, and it, it, you it's, didn't choose the right it, person to
1: win. I think it's not about making it prestigious like the king of the ring. This is just mainly about giving somebody who has nothing to do a chance to have some spotlight without putting a title on her, on her right away. Exactly.
0: And as much as if, if Shayna wins, which I feel like she will, um, if, if Shayna ends up winning the whole thing, um, I, I feel like it's a tainted happiness for me because it discredits the entire women's division.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like one of those, well, I like her, so I'm not mad that she won, but it's like, right. damn, the way she won was just like, like, really? like
0: It's the equivalent to Becky, to, to Becky beating Bianca. Yeah,
1: it, it's like, okay, Becky came back, won. I'm glad she came back and won, but why the fuck did she win like that?
2: Yeah.
0: Like, I want Shayna to decimate the women's division, but I don't want her to decimate them in 30 seconds. Like, that seems ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Like, it's just.
0: And to not even consider live for finals. This this
1: shit, not even the semifinals.
0: Not even semifinals.
1: You knocked her out in the first round. Like, okay, are
0: y'all doing the the Daniel Bryan storyline or do y'all just legitimately not give a fuck about Liv Morgan's career?
1: I'm guessing they don't because everything, what I don't get is everything that you're supposed to do as a talent to get over and to be a top person. This isn't like being biased. She's doing it. You're moving merch one of the best women's merch sellers that they had Mm -hmm. she got better progressively since she's been with the company she's got a huge social media following which they look at now apparently she has a huge social media following i think she's got she definitely has over a million followers on every platform so check that box check that box check that box What else? What other boxes are there to check that you haven't given his woman a shot?
0: Is somebody caring enough to say something? Like it's so weird because it almost feels like she's becoming Dolph Ziggler.
1: Honestly, this is why. Like what I said earlier about uh, if I had a contract, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say yes to WWE. It's because of shit like this I wouldn't say yes to WWE because I don't care. I wouldn't care what would happen to me, what they would do to me if it happened. I would speak my mind and be like, yo, do y'all see what she's doing? She's actually moving merch. She's got a following. She's getting better every time. Like, the fans are behind her. She's over as fuck. Why are you guys not using her more?
0: Yeah, it's her time, dude. It's her time. And they're passing it up. Like
1: and apparently and I know Vince doesn't like when talent comes to him and tells him that because then it's like, oh, it's favoritism. It's not fucking favoritism. It's literally you put it on paper. They say numbers don't lie. The numbers aren't lying. Her merch is moving great. Listen, her following is great.
0: I don't but know what her I don't know what her conversations with Vince are like, but
1: is it because she's short? No, Vince don't like. Something. I don't. I
0: don't. I don't know what our conversation with Vince is like. But like, dude, like, if we were on a significant amount of like a significantly good terms, uh, to where I could speak to him, one of these nights, I would just come back to that curtain and be like, "Do you hear them?" Like, come on, like you know what I mean? Like, or and that would be case. it. Like, I wouldn't even say anything else after that. I'd be like, "Do you hear them?" Like we gotta case, do, we gotta do something, and then I'd walk out. Like you figure it out, but we gotta do something because you hear that, you hear that reaction. That's
1: undeniable. Like if that's the uh, like if that's the case, bro, just, just fucking Finn Balor me or or Mandy Rose me. Just send me back to NXT. I'll be better and I'd be better off in NXT working with these girls. I'd be ch-
0: I'd be champ within a year. You saw how fast. Um, Mandy Rose is becoming like one of their top players. She'd be champing, she'd be champing months.
1: Like, everybody who's gone back down to NXT has benefited from it immensely. Finn Balor benefited immensely. Mandy Rose benefited immensely. Uh, Bree Zongo, before they got released, benefited immensely. Send me back to NXT, bro. Like, I. I'll still move merch in NXT. I'll still get over in NXT. I love being in Florida anyway. Send me back to NXT.
0: And then I don't get how you can push Carmella so far to keep her where she's at. And I can't get not a not a title run, not a nobody... championship match. Like Carmella's won money in the bank twice, been champ twice. Like she's... Like <laughs> Carmella's out here, and y'all pushing Carmella, and everybody knows and, she she ain't nothing. Like
1: uh, yeah, and nobody is behind Carmella, and it's not, Carmella's got the. Uh, I don't want to say she's got the gender Mahal syndrome, but she's got the gender Mahal ish syndrome. Like you made her champ already, and we don't like her, because we we don't like her, not because she's a heel, but just for the fact that. We don't think she's good. Like we don't think she's like that good to be pushed the way you're pushing her.
0: Yeah, not that good. She ain't that good. Like
1: like she she's good, but she's not that good. She's
0: not that good. Like
1: that's like gender. Gender's got gender, we don't it's we don't like gender not because he's a heel. We just don't like gender because we don't think gender's good. And, and we disagree
0: pushing. with his entire title run. No matter how crazy of a match you had,
1: and gender might until he fought AJ
0: up, Styles had the best match of his life and lost.
1: And then, and now, gender might actually end up winning King of the Ring for the same reason that he won the By WWE title.
0: Wise, this makes <laughs> we no ain't, sense.
1: But we ain't gonna go into that. We're not gonna talk about how gender about to win uh, King of the Ring for the same reason he won the WWE title
0: and Crown Jewel
1: but we ain't gonna go there.
0: Money, 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 here comes the money,
1: money To, quote, to quote Fetz, AEW would never.
0: Money. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so just do better, man. I don't even, I didn't even, like, it's uh, so crazy because I came into this thinking, oh, was so easy. Kofi versus X. X will win. X will get to the finals. X has always wanted to be king of the ring. They probably won't do it, but at least he can lose the Finn in a big spotlight. Nope. This is probably going to be Jinder versus Finn at Crown Jewel and he's probably going to fucking win. (laughs) I'm
1: I'm letting letting the listeners know this right now. If Jinder and Finn make it to the finals and Finn has to job out to Jinder Mahal they going to feel my wrath. <laughs> like, it's going to be broken clipboards. It's going to be papers flying. It's going to be tables breaking. And they going to have to go to, they're going to have to talk to Oshag Hennessy because this is not going to be good for them. Like, you think I bash them now. You just wait. Um, but moving on from, you know, the, the bad news into some into something that's actually good that they're doing, I think. Uh, they've been teasing this Sonya Deville and uh, Naomi feud, and we mm-hmm. finally got to see the match between them mm-hmm. with a little bit of trickery thrown in the mix because Shayna Baszler came in and it, it became a handicap match. Queen, I ain't
2: disrespectful.
1: Gonna li- I'm not going to lie. I didn't see the handicap match coming. I thought it would have just been a straight one on one, (laughs) but I kind of like the fact that they made it a handicap match.
0: So do I. Look at them playing on mutual interests. What a smart decision! Like
1: (laughs) now, if only they did this. You know, this
0: chick that did MMA knows this chick that also did MMA. Wouldn't it be cool if they did it together? (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: it just. It just seems like it makes logical sense. Don't you think?
0: What creative writing. Um, so, so this was a great decision. Um, I feel like they could easily make this, um, a very small scale version of, um, the King Slayer storyline where, uh, Sasha, well not Sasha, where Shayna becomes um her right hand. Um if Shayna wins the king, the queen's crown, that would also be a very good helper for that. Because now it's like not only um is she my right hand, she's now like um she's now like truly the queen of spades, like she's royalty now. Like now we're like we're at a Dolph and Vicky Guerrero kind of angle (laughs) where, where where like, you know, you're the top. And because I'm with you, I'm at the top and we're just holding each other down. Um, Very smart. I was very happy that this was a swerve because I felt like if you were pulling out Sonya Deville's comeback just for the first Friday night battle with AEW, that's very corny because their pay-per-view quality match. Um
1: (laughs) I love I love how you said that so calm. I feel like that was very corny.
0: Like it because it it would be like Sonia Deville's comeback, not for nothing, is a big deal. Yeah. Um, because one, she's great in the ring, two The women's division is struggling. Yeah. Y'all need help. Y'all need some milk.
1: They they need a life vest in the worst way. Oh, my God. Um, They are, like, clinging on to that Titanic door right now. Right. And they're trying to say, I'll never let go. But they're going to have to let go.
0: Uh, So the women's division is struggling. She's really good in the ring. And three, like she's an advocate for um, the LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's good to see her on TV every week, but it'd be even better to see her in the ring. And you've got to think like she's cut, you've got to think she's like, she's gotten ripped for like a really good comeback um, because that's usually what everyone does when they're heading back to the ring. They get nice and slim or they bulk up so that they look better when they hit TV. Mm -hmm. Um, and you've got it, it's been so long since I've seen her wrestle, and I've wanted her pushed since they her and Mandy Rose broke up. This could be a perfect way to write her in at a really good angle. Um, So, for them to throw that away because this is the first AEW versus SmackDown night would piss me off. So, I'm glad they made uh the very smart decision to have Shayna Baszler step in. Um, They should do this later at a big pay-per-view.
1: I don't mean to cut you off, but you mentioned how this was the uh, the first AEW versus WWE uh, battle, like I mm-hmm. guess in the same time slot for a half an hour.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where they said it was going to be a half hour free of commercials. Mm-hmm. To quote Tyler, the creator. Well, that was a fucking lie. that was not a half hour commercial free i clocked it that was only 26 minutes
2: that was 26 minutes
1: i wanted the full half hour false advertisement i'm calling my lawyers we gonna make something happen because that was only 26 minutes and y'all said a half hour
0: yeah pizza's free now
1: yeah y'all gotta send y'all gotta send me some pizza
0: (laughs) um so I did not see the free half hour. Um, I will actually watch um, the last half hour of the YouTube stream.
1: <laughs> oh, d- oh, don't worry. I didn't see the free half hour either because there wasn't a free mm. half hour. <laughs> no, mm. but. um,
0: But um, th- th- it's very funny going into this because this has become a war now, guys. Like this is officially a war. Like it wasn't going to be. And then Vince said that half hour shit. Um, And Tony Khan replied with, okay, bitch, you wanna invade my time slot?
2: I'm gonna give them
0: an hour in your time slot, and I'm gonna make main event pay per view matches for free, and I'm gonna have this shit on YouTube. Like, (laughs) I'm gonna take your people away to
1: YouTube. (laughs) Tony Khan was like, you wanna try this, bitch? Okay, we got time.
0: Then talked more shit about it and was like, yo, like, I'm not worried because if anything, I know we just have the better show. He said, he said, you see that go home? That shit was ass. Like, mm-hmm. It sucked. He said, did you see it? No. Yeah, well, there you go. Good.
1: Nobody else did.
0: My nigga said, my nigga said, you think. I can't go commercial free. I have more money than you. Like, like <laughs> that commercial free bullshit ain't nothing, nigga. <laughs> oh god, I love Tony. I love Tony Khan.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> there can be only one Khan.
1: Yeah, we we prefer the Tony Khan over Nick Khan.
2: Oh shit.
1: Well, um, one, one of the good things WWE managed to do was this, um, this Brock and Roman drama and mm-hmm. this week was no different they had the official contract signing and it went as all contract signings go Brock comes out walks around the ring pulls up to the table kicks his feet up like he always does at a contract signing
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Roman signs the contract after Paul tells him everything we wanted is in this contract. So Roman looks at the contract, he signs it, hands the contract over to Brock. Brock doesn't even look at the damn contract and just signs all over the contract. Roman responds You must be really stupid. You gonna just sign it without even reading it? How dumb are you? Brock just picks up his microphone, looks at him, dead in the eye. Roman, I already read the damn contract this morning with my advocate, Paul Heyman, Mm. and and just walks right out of the ring. Like Paul had to tell Roman during the contract signing, everything we wanted is in this contract. Rock don't even look at the contract. He just looks up and just signs all over the damn contract. I already read the contract this morning with my advocate, Paul Heyman. Mm-mm-mm. Talk about a slap in the face after slap in the face.
0: Yo, this is some of the best stuff I've ever seen. Like... They are running this so smoothly.
1: I mean, technically, this would make this makes Brock the face in this, right? Um, because if it does, I like face Brock. Never thought I'd say that.
0: This could be this could be face Brock.
1: I I like it it. is. I like face Brock. I, I think I like face Brock more than heel Brock.
0: Yeah, I dig it. I I dig it.
1: He gets to use his sense of humor more. You actually get to see him talk and communicate. And even though he still isn't saying a lot, he's saying some funny shit.
0: Mm-hmm. He's saying just enough, which is great. It's, it's great writing. Don't use him too much. Um, use him just enough. Have him say, have anything he says matters. And mm-hmm. just play on a dynamic that could or could not be true.
1: And he just walked. And he he just said it and just walked right out the ring. Didn't stand up and look. Didn't do nothing. He just said. But my advocate Paul Heyman sat the microphone on the table, got up from his chair, and left the ring.
0: I dig it, man. I like everything they're doing with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I not for nothing, I. I don't know. I don't want to say I hope he wins, but if he does win, I won't be upset about it.
1: Yeah, no, me neither. This is one of those feuds where it's like, all right, you know what? I don't care who wins. This is just going good. I like this. Mm -hmm. It's not like the Goldberg, John. It's not like, you know, the Finn Balor one. It's like, all right, you know what? This is, I don't care who wins or loses this. They've been doing this the right way.
0: Yeah, so that should be that should be interesting. Um, I dig everything they're doing with this. I dig Paul. He's been amazing through the old storyline. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean what can you say, man? Tribal chief.
1: <laughs> Head of the table, man with the golden hand.
0: Acknowledge him.
1: So I think that's everything that we got for this week. Uh I'll jump in and take the shout-outs first. Uh as always, you know, I got to shout out Bobby Rassles. See you over there, over at uh, All About Wrestling podcast. If you haven't checked him out yet, I don't know what you guys are waiting on, but you need to check him out because he he dropped some dope content as well. Um, Fett's Frequency also just started something recently on his YouTube channel with uh, Popped Heat called uh, Face and Heels. So go check out Fett's Face and, and Popped Heat over there on... Uh, over there on the YouTube channel. And then, you know, you got D the Toy Hunter, Poke Fritz, Reckless Figs, AJ the Collecting Legend. Go check those guys out because they're always dropping some dope stuff on, uh, on their channels and on their Instagrams as well. Uh, that's everybody I have on my end. So, Stevie Jobber, now your time is up. All
0: right. So, man, shout out to Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. Um, shout out to that 90s wrestling podcast. Two days ago, they had Heath Slater on, so go check that out. Um, shout out to Good Cop, Bad Cop. Shout out to uh, Global Syndicate Wrestling. Um, one more shout out to Wrestler of the Pod, Michael Blay. Um, and let's give another shout out to the Shining Wizards wrestling podcast.
1: Awesome,
0: uh, and that'll do it for my uh, Instagram and Twitter shoutouts.
1: Gotcha. Well, guys, that's the episode for this week. Thank you for tuning in. As always, we hope you enjoyed it. If you guys got any questions, comments, criticisms, concerns? You know where to reach us, and we'll get back to you. If you. Got anything you want us to discuss? Definitely hit us up. Let us know. Have a good rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen. Stay up. Stay dangerous. dangerous.
2: Hold three. The Moscow. will announce Martin it. Bar. He's just branding. Number five. The Saskatchewan.